The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. And today we're going to be talking about tabling. Yay! Yeah, uh, somewhere along your ceramic art career, you're going to figure that you have too much stuff and you're going to have to sell it or stop giving it away to your friends and family, mm-hmm. right? And so you're going to get the idea of going to arts and crafts tables or you're just going to start having, like, you might even go into ceramic artwork with that idea in the first place. And Lindsay and I together kind of have a, a good amount of experience with tables, although we mm-hmm. both have very different approaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my very first table that I did was, like, a, like an arts and crafts fair table, or mm-hmm. I guess they're, like, they're called, like, Maker's Marts kind of now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... So I did one, like the very first one that I did was back in like, like summer of 2013 or 2014. Mm -hmm. But then after that, I've pretty much exclusively done anime conventions. I think I enjoy anime conventions a little bit more as well, Mm -hmm. just because, and I know I'm, I know I'm dating myself, but the culture at an anime convention (laughs) is more my speed than is the culture at maybe an arts and crafts festival where, uh, and I am an artist and I'm also a weeaboo, of course, as we both are, (laughs) right? But... It's like when I go to an anime convention, I can go into a crowd and sing the line, I want to be the very best, and you will get an echo back of, like, no one ever was, like, you'll get that echo. Right, and they probably know the entire song. Yeah. But I can't, I can't make that cultural connection, or I can't have that type of mentality at an arts and crafts festival, because although we're all artists art is so diverging it's from the same tree but has so many different branches Mm -hmm. that like the same like one person might find this pot amazing yeah but one person might be a painter and not find it amazing you know so it's 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 different and i'm not saying there's so much diversity that it can't be enjoyed but what i am saying is like for the one path of <laughs> of culture that I seem to like, it's it just seems a little bit e- more comfortable, I guess I would say. I feel like one uh, one example that I can think of that was uh, a good example of how like what people coming to your table like what they bring with them as viewers. Right. Is when I was first uh, designing my dragon egg mugs, they're mm. they were they they look pretty different than, than how I make them now. Yes. But um. Like when I was at, when I sold them at anime conventions, people were like, "Oh, dragon egg mugs!" Like yes. I get it. These are clearly dragon yeah. eggs. But when I went to like like what was it? When I was selling them at uh, like an arts and crafts type event, um, they were like, "Oh, it's a pineapple." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, I mean, honestly, like it I, was it was helpful to I know that it. because like clearly, if it's not reading as a dragon egg mug, like now they like everyone gets it. The dragon egg. Yeah, not yeah. So it's like, but it's it's just like yeah, like. Clearly, people are bringing different things to the experience when they're looking at, at your work. You know? I have one like that as well, where I went to this arts and crafts table up in Folsom. This older lady, I'll say, came by with her, I assume, son, and was like, Oh, look, a butter dish! But it was really just, like, a yarn bowl that oh. was upside down at the time, because somebody put it upside down. And I turned it upside down, and I was like, Oh, it's a yarn bowl, someone just put it upside down. Oh. And she was like, Can I use it as a butter dish? <laughs> and I'm like... What's a butter? Like, I didn't... Just the the generational separation. I was like, why would you leave your butter out on a... D- put it in the fridge? Some people don't put it in the fridge. I it's don't, like it's a whole thing. Doesn't it go bad? No, it doesn't. If you preserve it properly, it does. I'm, but... a, sh- I'm a chef and I put my <laughs> butter in the fridge. Well, to be fair, I, I leave it out for a good amount of the day so that it's soft enough and it melts. Ooh. So I guess you can leave it out. I've never thought of it. There's enough salt and saturated fat in there. To... <laughs> but at the same time, I've been like... Yo, if I'm at home, I'm putting my butter stick in the fridge. There's a little compartment in my fridge for 
For, especially have I been using it wrong? <laughs> You've been doing it wrong this whole time, Dante. Oh my I God. cook people's food. <laughs> it's weird. All right, all right. So now that we've established that there is a, a fairly big difference it's between definitely a different experience. <laughs> yes, between like arts and like make maker makers mart type events and yeah. anime conventions. Yes. Um, what do you feel like are some some tips for like getting ready for a convention? Like what do you what do you bring to the table? Um, some things that we kind of mentioned before we could talk about is like how do you maintain like your energy levels and uh, how do you talk to people? So I don't know. Start start with something there and then I'll, I'll follow you. It's a little bit difficult for me as far as the sociable part. I feel like that part's a little easier for you because you're far more sociable than I am. <laughs> I'm I'm what I would consider myself an antisocial extrovert. <laughs> like I have a YouTube channel. We're doing a podcast. I have to talk to people on a daily basis, especially people who have questions in my DMs about art and whatnot. Um, people just all up in your DMs. People that I five this morning. <laughs> I answered before this, but it's it's very like if you saw me in real life, you'd be like, oh, that guy has. Uh, resting bitch face <laughs> and he looks like he doesn't want to be bothered mm. which is fairly true I'm usually about my business that being said that face is still on at tables <laughs> and it shouldn't be um, but whenever people ask me that question I do have a list of stuff that if you don't have them they will almost cripple you mm. as far as going to a table you need to have a setup Yes. As far you absolutely need to have some type of aesthetic setup. If you have a pattern, I have these little wooden tables. Lindsay has this kind of diagonal slanted cup thing where all her cups fit into different compartments. They're very nicely displayed. Mm -hmm. The background of the cup thing is black so that you can see the contrast in between the cups and the background. It's very nice, Thank right? You. I have a couple of things like that myself, but mine are more like pedestalish. Yeah, yours have more of like a, like a, I, I feel like if this was a YouTube video, this is where we'd insert a photo. Right. But it's like yours has more of like an up and down, like a uh, uh, lateral kind of view. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever go to an art, an art show and you see them on pedestals and you see that like some of the pedestals are high, some are low, but they all kind of have a flow to them. That's kind of what mm -hmm. I try to imitate. Yeah. Just because that's the way, like my eyes just naturally settle. I think I tried to imitate that a bit mm -hmm. subconsciously. But you need you need that you need a setup. Yeah. Secondly, you wait. Actually, what? before before we even go on to the next thing, yes. one one quick thing about the setup. A couple things I feel like that were that are important to consider is when you're especially if you're building your own booth, if you're setting up for the first time, make sure you know what size table you're going to be setting up on. Oh, make sure you know what size table and make sure they provide a table. Yes. Because they will not tell you that sometimes. So if you're in contact with the person who's giving you the table and they're charging you for space, mm -hmm. ask them if it comes with a table. Otherwise, you're going to have to go to Lowe's or something and get yourself a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and is also awesome because if they don't specify a table size, your table can be hella big. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yep. But you want to make sure, like, or at least... Something that I tried to aim for when I was making my uh, uh, like display setup is I wanted something that could be compartmentalized. Yes. So you so I can have a setup that works on like a six foot long table and like a ten foot long table. Right. Another thing too is when you're picking out like if you have a tablecloth or something like the tablecloth that I have can fit on a ten foot table and if I fold it a certain way it can also fit on a six foot table. Absolutely. So it's like having those things get that can be interchangeable and also aren't like super super heavy or time consuming to set up. Yes. Those are some things that like make a really big difference with like yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Another thing with the tablecloth example that you were saying is that you want it almost double the size of the table you might buy. 
mm-hmm. because you can fold it in half to make it the size of said table, as you're saying. Mm-hmm. But also, I prefer mine to hang down over my table because when I'm at a table, I put my backpack, my computer, yes. extra pottery, packing materials underneath said table, and I don't want them visible. It looks a little bit more clean, and it's out of the sight of, of people that I honestly don't know coming by my table. One other, one other thing, too, is that, like... Something to keep in mind is the perspective from which people will be viewing your work. Yes. So, like, for me, the way that my set display is set up, the first, there's, like, basically three tiers. The first tier is diagonally laid back so that it's it's at, like, what, like a 45-degree angle or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, about. Yeah, because I know that the people who are going to be walking up to the table, because we, you know, if you've been to an anime convention, you know that it's like, those those artist alley halls are packed. They are packed! Yes! So if someone's right up against the edge of the table, if I had a vertically standing, you know, set of pieces at the very edge of the table, people would be looking down in, just onto, into the inside of into, the cup. Yeah, you don't want, you want them to look at the front face. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, um, and then also keep in mind, like, how far people are going to be needing to reach to pick up your work. Agreed. You want to make that as easy as possible. Yeah. For people to touch your things because, hey, sorry. Giggity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> touch my things. <laughs> anyway, so, and it's like, you want, you want people to feel comfortable picking up and touching your work because that, I mean, just studies show that people are more likely to buy something if they've touched it and picked it up. And for ceramics in particular, that's like super, super important. It's a very tactile art. It's a very, the difference in between something that looks good and feels good is the difference in between dating someone because they're hot (laughs) and dating them because they're a good person on the inside. Yes, (laughs) yes. Like, yeah, it looks pretty. But is it really, like, is it really, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a horrible person, but it's got a six pack though, so. And it's, it's just, no, I absolutely agree with that as well. I, in fact, have a little sign, or anytime someone comes up to my table, I say, go ahead and pick it up, I don't mind. And most mm-hmm. of the time, they're really nervous mm-hmm. to pick stuff up. And the fact that you gave them that consent to, like, Go ahead and pick it up. It's fine. Yes. Especially because uh, potters have a certain culture of, like, I'll make another one. Uh, yeah. We we don't, and this is probably a whole nother podcast, right? But, like, we don't have a culture in pottery that everything is a special little, like, like a gift from God. Yeah. Like, the things we make are very valuable, yes. Yeah. But if we break something, we don't cry and freak out about it. We, we kind of, like... Uh, it depends. It's like if sad. I if I if I break one of my dragon egg mugs, not gonna lie, I'm gonna cry a little That's bit. So much, yeah, like, I get it right. That's so like, much. Work. I think yeah, I think it depends on at least for me, I can say that it depends on how much time went into a piece. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but ultimately, it's like it it is nice that people are aware that yes. they're handling something delicate. Yeah. But yeah, I do the same thing. It's like, and this kind of leads again. We'll talk a little bit more about like later down the line how right. we talk to people. But that's one of my intro phrases. It's like, hey, just so you know, you're more than welcome to pick up and hold anything you like. It's all made to be used and touched. Yeah, and I, I and I have uh, little signs too that say "touch us." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're way more welcoming about it. Um, it. For, oh my God. I feel so bad about this. It, it depends on the kind of mood I'm in, I'm, I guess. But sometimes I'll be like off to the side editing a video and if somebody comes up to the table, I'll just straight up ignore them. Mm. I'll just like, if you want to touch it or you have questions, you will ask me. Like, yeah. You you will ask me. I'm here for you. You know, so it's, I'm not saying I do that at every table. Mm. But after like the third or fourth day at a table, I'm burnt. Because the social yeah. interaction for me is is almost more draining than the physical ability to make pottery. I'll stay yeah. up for a couple days straight making pottery. I don't mind. But to talk to people <laughs> and vine for their attention is is tiring. 
Yeah. How do you navigate that? Like, so it helps to have somebody with you. Number one, if you have a friend with you, um, they like I had my friend Howie for mm-hmm. a long time, and then I had the queen. You know, I had I had my <laughs> my girlfriend wife essentially with me all the time. But I would run into this problem where people would just like think that she's the artist all the time, oh. which isn't really a problem. It's fine, but she's she's very factual. So she'd be like, "No, I'm not the artist." But when they when they see her, they're like, "Clearly." This beautiful young girl is the artist. Like, <laughs> only an angel of such such beauty can mix <laughs> such things. And then they see, like, this 210-pound boy with an anime shirt come, like, you want pottery? <laughs> huh? I made it. <laughs> it was me the whole time. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. And it's, you know, it that helps me a lot with the interactions, mm. to have someone there. That's kind of interesting, actually, because I, I actually feel like for me, I don't like having somebody else behind the table for you me. Don't. How do no. you go to the bathroom? So, okay, so there's a couple different things. So if I need... You got a jar? <laughs> yeah. I do. Oh. I do it and I maintain eye contact the whole time. Oh no. my God. <laughs> No, no, no. So most of the time, um, like, because I have made, like, booth neighbor friends, we always kind of end up saying, like, hey, if you need a break, like, let me know. I'll watch your stuff for That's a minute. That's the difference. You be making friends at your tables. <laughs> ignore the hex out of them. Oh my god, yeah. I don't know, I mean, like, it's not like we're always, like, chatting, but it's nice. Like, I like having that little bit of community with your neighbors, because it's like, I don't know, like, I've had situations where people will be like, like, oh, like, I'm trying to think of a good example. It's like, we'll, like, exchange food, like, some will, like, bring each yeah. other snacks, or it's like, you know, again, like, if I need a break, especially because most people that I see doing booths do have someone else with them behind the table, they're kind of like, whoa, like, you don't have anybody else behind the table? Let me know if you need something, and they're super, super nice, and I yeah. so appreciate it, but I actually don't, I don't like having people behind the table because... I kind of want to be available to the people at a moment's notice. And I also Uh, tend, I stand up the whole time. Like I have, I do. Yeah. So I have a, um, I have like a, like a standing padded mat that I, that I stand on. And because it's, I like being able to move back and forth. Don't listen one. to me, guys. Lindsay yeah, got the no, setup. No, no, no. So it's like, but I feel like, like, that's just me. Like my, my style of interacting with people is I find it easier to, to connect and talk with people yeah. when I'm at their same level. So if I'm sitting down and they're standing up, to me, that just feels awkward. And I also have worked in customer yeah. service and jobs where I've do. I mean, not, you know, of course you do too with your job, but I'm kind of used to standing for a long time. Well, they keep me in the back. Yeah. <laughs> for obvious reasons though. Like, uh, like you, you definitely have a, not a waiter, but a way more friendly customer service representation and interaction than I do. The only time you'll ever see my eyes really light up is when <laughs> someone comes up to the table and they're like, what cone is this fired at? Immediately. You ever get those people? Oh my God, yes. And you're like, oh, you speak my language. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my God. God. That, I, I love, it's so fun. I mean, oh gosh, like, so there are so many different fun types of conversations at anime conventions. Yes. But it is really nice to be able to talk to somebody who does... Like, who has experienced pottery. It's just, just a some little. Degree. Just even, yeah, again, just a little. Like, yeah. But being able to ask those questions, it's nice because there, there is that other level of of understanding and then it's also nice like I whenever I meet folks like that especially if they're like you know interested in ceramics but you know they're not really sure where to go I always like being like hey if you ever have any questions like right hit me up like I feel like part of our job of being where we are in our field is to yeah. help support people who are coming up and absolutely so it's yeah it's nice to be able to do that but uh since I tend to I stand the whole time and I like being by myself right 
there definitely is a different level of energy management. Like I used to get really, really burned out by day three, but yeah. I've learned to kind of mitigate the last couple like conventions that I've gone to. I've gotten a little bit better about not going like full, like, oh my God, level yeah. of energy level the first like Friday and Saturday, because by the time Sunday comes around, I'm like, I feel dead. That also, you should keep, like, not you, just people listening. Oh yeah. You yeah. should keep in mind that like that will turn people off sometimes. Yes. Like if, if, Especially, I am the type of person that, like, if I come up to a table and someone's like, Oh, hello, sir, how are you today? Did you, we have this sale and this sale. I'm like, whoa, chill. Yeah. And I'll just leave, I'll just go to another table. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But I, I kind of, uh, not play it calmly, but if somebody comes up to my table, I'll be like, hello, how are you? And if they respond back, they respond back. Mm -hmm. If they don't, they don't. But usually, after they respond, I go, um... Okay, if you have any questions, let me know. And I just go back to my business. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll look at the bottom of my stuff. I'll sand my bottoms. I'll go through textiles that I brought to the table. I have something other to do, which is another good note. You should kind of, especially in your downtime, bring something else to do. I don't want to say to not interact with your customers, but it's just, it's it's a little bit weird and awkward to like, if you came up to the table and I was like, Hello, how are you? And you're like, I'm fine. And I was like, okay, well, if you have any questions, let me know. If I then sat there and stared at you, oh god, it's freaky. Ugh, it hurts. So you you have to kind of pseudo disengage. Yeah. You have to like, I'm gonna go look over here now. I'm gonna go look over here or look around. But like, don't don't give your energy to that one person after you've engaged with them. Yes. Let them chill for a let second. Let them have some space. Yeah. Let them have space for sure. That's let actually them touch it. another one of the reasons why I like standing up mm -hmm. because what I will normally do because I I don't. I don't like having something else to do that's like really engaging because I don't want to have the person at my table thinking that they would be interrupting me. Yeah. But yeah. what I'll do is I'll, you know, I'll say, I'll say my introductory phrase, right. um, say, you know, let me know if you have any questions. Welcome to Chili's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I'll actually, I mean, again, the table's only six foot long, so it's right. not like I'm walking far, but I'll actually kind of like walk to the other side of the table so that I'm not in their direct line of sight. Yeah, go do something else, but stay yeah. kind of at their disposal. Yeah, yeah. Like, I will literally just like touch the rims of all of yes. like the, the, the cups behind... Yeah. Like, cause I, you know, like I have like a bunch of like cups behind my displays since of they're course. hollow. So it's like, I'll literally just kind of like fiddle with stuff and kind of like look around, you know, just do something that again, gives them space to look, but also yes. indicates that I'm, I'm not so deep in something else that if they had did have a question that they would potentially feel like they're interrupting me. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, kind of moving forward. Another yeah. thing that you absolutely, I like, you need this. If you're going to a table, you need something to transfer credit card um, yes. You need it. Credit card you, payments, Like, yes. if you have a square for... You can't just... My first table, I brought a, a guap. I brought a wad of cash. Mm. Thinking that I just wouldn't need credit card and stuff. Yeah. And then I told my mom, and she was like, No, stupid! <laughs> like, you need... Come on! You know? So, I brought it the next time, uh, the next to the table, and, you know, when I didn't have it, so many people asked, Do you have a credit card scanner? Yeah. And I would say, No, I take cash only, but I have change. I had like a hundred ones on me, but mm -hmm. you know, I couldn't take any transactions. That was like over 50% of my transactions were credit cards Yeah. or EBT or, or not EBT. I'm sorry. Uh, or debit cards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you really need that. So if you don't have one, get yourself one. Yeah. How did you decide which one that you were going to, we were going to get? My like, mom gave me hers. My mom was like, I used to use this. Here you go. Was well, it, is it like square? Is square. it PayPal? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And almost, you should keep in mind that almost anything will charge you. Yeah. Almost it, like PayPal, Square, Point of Sales, they're, they're all going to charge you yeah. a little bit. Um, I don't know what percentage is, but don't immediately go with the one that charges you the least percentage 
because like some of them charge really low percentages and then just have mm-hmm. like awful succession rates or they have like bad customer service. Yeah, it's worth it's worth looking into which one to yes. use. Um, one of the thing to keep in mind is that like so one of the things that I ran into using PayPal and overall like I like I like using PayPal's card reader because anytime I like invoice clients or I like do like a commission, most of my business finances get run through PayPal. Yes. So having like having the PayPal card reader just helps kind of keep everything in one place. Of course, yeah. Yeah, but. Um, if you sell kind of intermittently, a lot of, I don't know if, if like Square does this as well, but PayPal will do a thing where they will actually, they'll give you like, say, say I make $2,000 in a weekend, but I haven't made anything. I haven't gone to a convention in the last three months. Right. PayPal will be like, whoa, that's a lot of money all at fat, all like all at once. So they'll, they'll release like 500 of that $2,000, but that other 1500, they'll be like, we need to make sure yes. because this is kind of unusual activity. We need to make sure yes. that this is like all kosher. Yes. So then they'll they'll it'll be like a month or a month and a half hold. So yes. that's something else to keep in mind that like balance at least as much as you can balance your finances in such a way that like you take into account the fact that you won't be able to get all of your credit card sales yes. at once once the convention is over. PayPal uh, so far that I have noticed is very. Customer, not in that we aren't customers, mm-hmm. but customer proprietary versus like the seller proprietary. Where it's like, like if you're the seller and you sold somebody something and somebody took it home and three weeks later they were like, I don't like the cup anymore. And they fought you for the finances on it or wanted a refund. Mm-hmm. PayPal, usually as far as I've experienced and heard, this only happened like once or twice to me, but I hear stories like this all the time. PayPal will just give them a refund and then you've lost product and Oh, interesting. As far as I'm, as far as I have heard, you should look that up for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only happened to me one time and it was because somebody like, was like, I didn't know this cup was partially blue. And I'm like, well, it's made with partial cobalt. And they're like, I don't want blue. And I'm like, well, you can ask for a refund. And they did through PayPal and then I just never heard from them again. I think they, I think they knew that PayPal does that. Oh, And they were like, I just got to come up with some reason to. So, so did you lose that money or? I lost like 25 bucks. Jeez. It wasn't that bad. But I was like, this is a teaching lesson. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what did we, we, we talked about the cloth. We talked about the table. Mm-hmm. Have good communication with the person that you are getting the table and the information from. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I have experienced, uh, you probably you as well, a lot is that we are crafters. So, or we're potters, rappers. We're artists, but... We are ceramic artists. We are. That is the biggest umbrella, I feel. We pedal the mud. We pedal the mud! Yes! He said the thing that's in the podcast! (laughs) 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 What was I talking about? (laughs) Um, You were talking about, um... You were saying we're ceramic artists. Right, okay, right, right, right. Um... We're ceramic artists, but we don't we don't have the ability to like if you're a, a, a picture artist or a three D uh, illustrator like you have the ability to make that photo and then copy it, and laminate it, and sell it a bunch of times. Right, mm-hmm. you can have like a hundred of those, but we can bring like two hundred pieces. But once we're out of two hundred, we're out of two hundred. We can't duplicate those pieces right then and there. We yeah, can't, we can't go yeah. to Kinkos. We can't go to FedEx and remake stuff. Yeah, like that, right? So a lot of the tables that I have been to will usually go, you cannot leave the table until 7 p.m. If you do, it'll be a violation of your contract. Yeah. But on the third day, like, I'm out of stuff. I have, like, three things left. Mm. So I then have to go find the person and be like, yo, can I leave? Would it be Because you don't get invited back if you violate your contract. Yeah. So you really got to be sure about that. Yeah. Because most people, especially in artist alleys at Fanime, we're, we're, I mean, 
Fanime is a little bit more uh, uh, organized, I would say, than a lot of the arts and crafts festivals I've been to. A mm. lot of the arts and crafts festivals or art tables I've been to will be like, give us the money, do what you want to do. But Fanime, from my experience um, especially, has been like, here's the size of your table, here's your space, you'd be here at this time. Here's all the like here's, loading info. Right, here's the loading info. You cannot load before this time, you may park here, you may not park here, though. You know, in between these two times, you cannot leave until this time. There's a lot of stipulations. They're all fairly regular. I was going to do this stuff anyway. So, I would, yeah, ask, ask those questions if you're in contact. Don't have your first table just feel like you're so lucky you got your first table that you can't ask questions. They're there for those questions. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that actually kind of goes to another thing, too, in terms of asking questions. That, uh, especially if it's your first time, like, ask other artists. Like, there are, like, on Facebook, there's, like, Artist Alley, Network International. Oh, yeah. There are other artists, like who will be more than happy to to help you out. I mean, shoot, ask us. Like we, yeah, we're, we're, we have our we have our like inf contact information in the in the show notes and 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 we'll say it at yeah. the end of the podcast. There are so many things that you do not anticipate having to deal with yes. until you've dealt with it. Yes. That that like trying to get information from other people who have done this before, which I think is part of what we're doing yeah. here. So actually that, that kind of leads okay. me to like, to wonder what were some of the things when you first did your table, what were some of the unanticipated, uh, like issues that you ran into? Oh man. Um, I mean, other than the card reader thing. Mostly interactions with people, like just, just people being rude and learning to let it go, mm. you know, for, for like, there, like, at least once a day, I would have someone just be, like, not rude, but unnecessarily extra. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I specifically remember one time my friend, uh, I think it was either Ryan or Hyde was with me, and, like, this guy came up to the table, and Ryan was, like, he was, the, the guy was looking for a long time at the table, and finally, after a couple minutes, Ryan was, like, do you see anything you like? You can pick it up. And the guy responds, not really. And just, like, keeps looking, and Ryan's, like, looked at me, like, wow, that was yeah. kind of rude. Yeah, that's it's uh in indelicate. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but but at that like at at that point I'm again I'm a little aggro. I'm an aggro person. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not very friendly. So like he the the person at the other side of the table looked at me and was like, "Do you have anything else?" And I was like, "Nope, not for you." Like oh. I just ended it. I was just like, "Nope." Like yeah. you were rude to my table. You were rude to my friend. Like you you were rude. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. I don't like your business is not worth my self respect. Mm. So that, I mean, I handled that a little heavy-handedly, but he, he wasn't taken aback, but he was like, fine, and just, like, left, and I was like, I don't want your business. Yeah. Like, it's, it sounds strange, but, like, if you don't appreciate things, then, like, I don't, I just don't want your business. Yeah, yeah, no, I... You know what I mean? I, I hear you, I hear you there. And like, it's, there's been a couple of those, there's, um... Oh, the queen will tell you this, my girlfriend will tell you this one, <laughs> right? There was one lady at an arts and crafts festival that uh, was really obsessed with the color orange. Mm. Like, and you'll get you'll get a couple of these. It's usually the color blue. It's usually the color blue. But this time it was orange. This lady was walking around. She goes, I love this teacup. Do you have it in orange, though? And I was like, no, I don't have it in orange. She goes, what about this? Is it in orange? And I was like, no. And after, like, the fourth or fifth time, she goes, do you have anything in orange? Uh. And I was like, well, all the stuff in orange sold out yesterday. Oh, yeah. Like, the orange stuff is usually more bright, and people who look for that color specifically bought it already. Yeah. She goes, so you didn't prepare for more orange. And I was like, well, it's more that you were late to the orange party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's not so much that I didn't prepare specifically for you. It's that the early bird got the worm, and all the worms is gone, you see. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I got that. And it, like, she just went away. And it's it's interactions where 
it's interactions where people expect you to not only go the extra mile because you've already gone the extra mile creating it yourself, but they want you to cater specifically to them. Mm. And you just got to be like, I don't have it. I'm sorry. But at the point in which they have like a, mm, not very impressive, <laughs> pish posh, I've done and seen better. I'm like, cool, go away then. Yeah. Like if you've done and seen better, go there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel pretty lucky that I, I've had very limited experiences where I've ex like had people be explicitly rude. I think the things that I've run into with interactions are, um, like, I know this because I'm, um, I'm also a weeb and a big old nerd, but yeah. like, um, it can be sometimes challenging to navigate when someone is really, really enthusiastic about something oh. and they want to like, they want to, there's, there's a misunderstanding about the conduct with yeah. how, how long you talk to somebody. I feel bad about that one though. Yeah. Like that's, that, I feel like that is something that we should talk about because. They're so excited and I like, after like five minutes, I got to turn you away, bro. Yeah, but like, okay, so so I'll I'll talk a little about how I know. No, I feel bad. Oh my god, no, 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 don't feel bad. Like again, ah. this is this is part of why we're here. Is we're 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 trying to illuminate and guide people through these you know challenging situations because it's not something that is often explicitly talked about. Because they just want to talk about anime, and I want to talk about anime. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not there to talk about anime 100. percent Yeah, yeah, it's. One of the things that I... The, the people who don't watch anime at all are like, what is their obsession this episode <laughs> with anime? Yes, yes, like, yes, yes. Imagine your favorite childhood cartoon and you had a convention where you're selling art about that cartoon there. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what I what I normally end up doing to navigate those situations, there's there's a few different things that I'll do. Um, I will my first step is to kind of rely on nonverbal body language. So if someone is... Um, is talking a lot to me and it's like i think there's also a difference between um like a good like kind of back and forth conversation yeah and then someone who's just really excited about their thing and you know is kind of more talking at you than talking with you and so what i'll normally do in that situation is i'll i'll actually um i'll kind of shift my body so that i'm not facing them directly yeah but i'm fa i'm like creating like a v-shape with my body i'm not yeah. like completely you turn your back I'm to not them. turning my back to them yeah. yeah but I'm I'm not I'm not maintaining consistent eye contact and I'm not directly facing them those are the first few things that I'll do and a lot of the times people kind of get like if they if they've lost track of themselves they go oh right you know sorry don't yeah. mean to like you're here and, for business yeah yeah I, it, I mean yeah. some conversation too of course yeah of course yeah um I don't so, want to turn them away because they're really enthusiastic about the thing but like also I can't I can't. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm just not there. I'm, it's not even that I'm not there for that. I would do it any other time of day at a coffee shop, but like, I can't, I can't you can't, yeah. I can't, we can't. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so bad about yeah. that. Yeah. I feel like another thing that helps too is that if by any chance somebody else does come up, like that's another thing that will, that will help break that conversation is if somebody else walks up to the table, I used to not be able to do this cause it was so hard to like actually interrupt people. Yeah. But I would go, I would kind of like, I put my hand up a little bit and go, Oh wait, give me just one second. I'm going to help this person right here. Yeah. And, and I'll get, I'll get back to you or something. Or sometimes not even say that. I'll just say yes. like, you know, excuse me, sorry, just one second. Let me, I'm going to, I'm going to help this person here. Yeah, real don't, quick. don't be afraid to draw boundaries in that sense. Like yeah. don't, don't be afraid to like, if, if Lindsay was talking, Lindsay has the, the, the foresight. <laughs> so, like, if she was on the other end of the table, she'd be like, oh, you have a customer, I have experiences as well, I'll give you a second. And Lindsay will yeah. politely wait, usually. But, like, because uh, you've been on the other side of my tails before, yeah, and yeah, I've yeah. been on yours. But, like, you know, if Lindsay and I were deep into a conversation about glaze chemistry, I'd be like, give me one second. And she, 
completely understand. Okay, so we've talked about some of the unanticipated social interactions, and we've yeah. talked a little bit about how we navigate that. And some of the things that you will probably not think of, but absolutely need, such as bringing change to a table uh, and bringing, like, people who have dollar bills, and, and bringing, like, a point of sales for your credit cards. Yeah. Um, another thing is, okay, actually, let me think, let me think. Okay. Yeah, because these are the things that are very natural to us. Yeah, but. yeah, but it's like, okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna list out. Oh, I got one. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Bring some type of receipt form. Some people will ask for receipts if they don't pay with credit card. Oh. A lot of your credit card systems will automatically make receipts or email them to them. Yeah. But a lot of the times I'll have, it's, it's I'm not going to lie, it's usually from an, uh, an older uh, person. Not like, you know what I mean. But like, usually they'll be like, I'm going to pay you in cash. Can I have a receipt? Yeah. I can't really make a receipt from my phone from the air. You actually can. What? So I mean, okay, well, not like. Am I not as? <laughs> not Am like. Am I too old now? <laughs> okay, I'm not talking like transmutation, like creating a a paper from thin air. But no, like, so you can actually input uh, cash transactions into your at least through I don't know through PayPal you can. Really. And then you can have them. You can send them an emailed receipt through that. Oh, never forget my statement. <laughs> I, I knew I do know for the first three or four tables that I had, I had a journal, like a school type notebook that I would write down all my transactions so that way I can see how much I made. Yeah. But it seems like PayPal and Square do that for me and they'll usually calculate the tax as well. So I, I stopped doing it after like the third table. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what are, if you were to, for like a little bit of like a rapid fire round, we'll take turns here. Okay. Um, what are maybe, uh, okay. Actually, let me think. Maybe we can time this. But I'm thinking, okay, rapid fire. What are like maybe 10 to 15 things that you're like, go to a table, bring this. Here's that list. Go. Uh, absolutely. Make sure you have table and know the table space. If you're in contact with the coordinator, make sure that you have a setup. The setup and the point that you made earlier with it facing towards people is absolutely necessary. If someone's walking up to the table, you don't want them looking to the inside of your pots right? Uh, you also need some type of point of sales. That's like number, that should have been number one on the list. You're going to need change. You're going to need possibly something to disengage, but also stay pseudo engaged. Uh, I'll usually bring some type of notebook or extra pottery behind the table, or I'll fiddle with something else. Just don't like stare them in the eye <laughs> yeah. the whole time they're waiting for the table, right? You want a system of which you can get food. Lindsay's uh, way of making friends with neighbors and being <laughs> sociable is a very good way to do it. I usually bring somebody of my own, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, I still bring my food. I don't just, like, mooch off yeah. my neighbors, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Usually, I end up being that guy where I'll go to tables and be like, do you want boba? Do you want pizza? I'm getting pizza. Do you want some of mine? But if I'm by myself mm. and, like, making friends doesn't work out, it's just, like, I'm by myself. Yeah. You know? Um, you also need a bathroom break system, stuff like that. Uh, let me think. What are some things that are, like, maybe more, like detailed and unconventional like how much change do you bring how many items do you bring like some of those things there was something i brought for a long time until they 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 st stopped me where i'd bring like a giant jug of water like you know the ones people have in their homes yeah where you have like a little spout and yeah. a little setup i would bring one of those and set it on my table full of ice water for people walking around oh. even if they didn't buy anything sometimes they buy a cup and be like can i fill it full of water and i'm like yeah go ahead i have like five gallons here and it was, it was weird, but it worked. It's like offering someone gum. Gum is so cheap and available. 
right? But like, yeah. that's how you make friends real quick. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Okay. You know, um, as far as how much change to bring, I would usually get a fifty and break it down into a or a hundred and break it down to a bunch of fives and ones so I can have cash on mm-hmm. me. Um, a a charger. Yeah. A battery charger. Yes. We forgot to mention that. Some type of cords and charge portable chargers. Mm-hmm. Since the Pokemon Go days, we all kind of have chargers. <laughs> but like, you definitely need some type of charger. I have a Halo myself. It has like sixteen hours worth of battery in it. Because if you're playing on your phone to stay disengaged or engaged, whatever you're you're doing, and you start running out of battery and you need to make transaction, guess what? Mm-hmm. You know, unless you have a second phone. In which case, if you have a second phone, you probably should have just bought a charger by now. <laughs> like, really? Um, that's that's kind of all I can think about. I'm sure people will leave comments down below. Of, like, yeah. Stuff. But what, what about you? I didn't even get near 12. Man, okay, all right. I probably won't get there either. An extra but... change of clothes. Uh, yeah, oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll, you'll get sweaty. <laughs> okay, so I, I actually bring, so I bring $200 in change. Mostly, mostly fives, some ones, I and see. then a few tens. I, I bring a standing mat to stand on, uh, bring a seat cushion, because if you are not standing and you want to sit down, a lot of times the chairs they provide are like hard metal chairs. I will have a notebook with me to take down notes about what seems to be selling well or if people are asking for particular shapes, designs, or colors. Right. Okay, a dolly. Another thing. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Bring bring a dolly, um, something that will help you so that you're not having to go back and forth and back and forth to your car bringing everything. Yes. Um, If you can, have your, your display set up in a way where it can be uh either collapsible or it can you can store things within it yeah so that uh it's light so it's lightweight but also like easy to store so that when you're putting it in your trunk it fits um, yeah if you have a dolly or a table having it be collapsible also goes a long way for transport but also goes a long way for like you don't have to go and put the dolly back into your truck slash car i have a yeah. i have a con- not a convertible I have a compact car, and my dolly fits in my compact car. Yeah. And along with all my pottery. Like, ha- have things be cl- uh, collapsible if you can. Yes. Yes. Um, any other any other last things you can think of that we... Uh... No, I think I think on the next episode, we're going to talk about pricing our stuff, because that kind of goes along with tables. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that that being said, especially when you start out and your stuff is low price. Like, my first table, all my stuff was 5 to $10. Like, all of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, a little cups would be $5, big cups would be $10. But we'll talk about this more in the next episode. But we will talk about this more in the next episode, yes. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Mud Peddlers with Lindsay M. Dillon. And Dante of Earth Nation. Want to say hi and see what Dante and I are working on in our studios? Check out the show notes for links to our websites and social media below. You can find me at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com. And on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook at Lindsay M. Dillon. And you can find me at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. But you can also find me on my Facebook fan page and Instagram at the same name at Earth Nation Ceramics. If you enjoyed hanging out with us today or you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, take a second to rate and review The Mud Peddlers in Apple Podcasts. It helps our podcast reach new listeners, and we really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.